0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 240th episode of the Pokemon podcast. It's super effective. Pen away from 250. I'm your host, SBJ, and with
1: me today, I have Will. Yeah, and I'm probably norm, more, nor, wow, I'm, that's how nervous I am. I can't even talk properly. I'm more nervous than, than I've been in a long time. Especially when recording this particular program, because your big run is tomorrow. My my big run, yes. Uh, my twenty six point two mile marathon is tomorrow morning. I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning and out the door at five.
0: Yeah, I thought of you. That's why we're recording on a Saturday night instead of a Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, how thank thank you for being so thoughtful. Uh, you me. know,
0: <laughs> I, I figured that after you ran twenty six miles and ate a eat a, ate, eat, eat a pizza. That you wouldn't want to, you know, talk for two hours after oh, all yeah. that.
1: I-, I will want no human interaction whatsoever.
0: Yes, yes. No. Well, you got no human interaction because I didn't even end up coming to
1: visit you. That is true. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, how funny we're not in the same room together right now.
0: You know who also isn't in the same room? Uh, Travis is not in the same room with us, but. I got to start the show with a little
2: story. So I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash, he did the monster mash. The monster mash, it was a graveyard smash, he did the mash. It caught on in a flash, he did the mash, he did the monster mash. These are just the lyrics from the
0: monster mash.
1: Well, thanks for explaining that.
0: I um, thought you were going to put,
1: like, a twist on it or something, but nope. No, nope, it's
0: just that this is coming out on Halloween, so... Drive. <laughs> Happy
1: the- Halloween, everyone! For those of you with a more rarefied and cultured taste, I recommend checking out the album Spike Jones in Hi-Fi, which is all horror songs and not-so-popular quotes as Monster Mash.
0: I kind of like the Monster Mash. I think it's a decent it, it song. It is a Graveyard Smash. It's It's pretty I, decent. For... We got a show for you guys. We're going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm all over the place. We don't have that much news, actually. The biggest news is just the final evolutions of the starters and some other Pokemon were shown. We're going to talk about that. There was two episodes of Pokemon Generation that we're going to go through, and one was uh, spooky, to say the least. And then we have our Pokemon of the week. So we're going to try to get through all that and know that we're pretty long-winded when it comes to talking about new Pokemon and talking about Pokemon generation. So we don't want to completely bore everyone to death. And I think with the with the, the, closer, the closer we get to Sun and Moon, the more new listeners we're going to bring in. So hopefully we... I don't want to turn anyone away by talking uh, 20 minutes about wrestling. But let me tell you that there is a Pokemon that is a wrestling theme that we'll be talking about. So Will's on his run tomorrow. Travis probably has... Travis, you supplying Pokemon Go? I am. I'm really enjoying the Halloween update. Do you... Let's, let's just jump into news here. And let's talk about the Halloween update because I was actually really excited for it. I wanted to... Normally, I play Pokemon Go the most when I'm traveling. And because I was unable to travel this weekend, those plans fell through. But what what's in this Go update? A few things. First, what you would notice most readily,
2: and I think the... Coolest part of it is that the spawn rate for so called spooky Pokemon is increased very, very significantly to the point where I would say that Meowth and Cubone and Ghastly, at least in my area, spawn more frequently now than Pidgey and Rattata or Ratata do on a typical day and that's really cool because i don't see even though i live in an urban area i don't see a lot of Meowth. and i do not see any cubone i hadn't even or maybe i had hatched one or but it, i don't if if i had a cubone it was because i just hatched it from an egg not because i had ever caught one um i live in a city that's too far north to be able to catch a cubone so Uh, The fact that they have been spawning at an increased rate is very cool. The fact that Drowsy is spawning at an increased rate means nothing to me because Drowsy is another Pokemon whose spawn rate is correlated with Latitude, although it's on an inverse way with Cubone, so i just get a whole bunch of them up here. Um, But So that's the first thing, is that um, Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar, Meowth, I don't think Persian, uh, but Meowth, Marowak, uh Qbone, drowsy hypno I think just those spawner an increase right that's very cool um, especially because pretty much in that list there's probably at least one Pokemon you typically don't see in your area in that list if you're in the south you typically don't see drowsy if you're in the north you typically don't see Qbone, and I'm just talking about the US I realize the better thing I think this the second the, the thing you would notice kind of second and is Um, more beneficial for recurring player people who play a lot is that for from when did it start i think the 26th of october until whenever it ends presumably at the end of the 31st at the end of halloween
0: yeah i think it's november 1st in the morning but yeah
2: you get double candies for virtually everything and quadruple candies for buddy pokemon So that means catching a Pokemon gets you six candies. Transferring a Pokemon gets you two candies. Hatching Pokemon gets you a bunch of candies. It's always been sort of a random number within a range of candies that you can get. So you can get something ridiculous up to. I think it was uh, 68 or something candies from one hatch. And if you're lucky, that is. And then your buddy Pokemon's walk requirements to get you a candy are cut in quarters so for instance i'm walking execute right now and it only takes 0.75 kilometers to find a candy i think those are the only oh and then there's also a cool spooky loading screen but i think those are the only very spooky halloween things that are happening but you know it's cool that i've got a whole bunch of pokemon that I, i didn't have before like cubone and marowak and you know i had persian but but a whole bunch of, because Meowth is one of my favorite Pokemon, so seeing them all over the place has been fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sucker for any type of game that, that does events like this, holiday events, special events and stuff. I was just just a bit bummed that my travel plans fell through, but glad that you're enjoying it. It seemed, though, overall, it seemed very positive, at least what I saw on Twitter and Facebook and uh, on Reddit and stuff, that people really did enjoy this update. Yeah, I think the only snafu, I think
2: at one point, I don't know how substantiated this claim was, but I saw some people saying that for a brief period of time at the very beginning, all nests had accidentally been replaced with Cubone nests. I don't know <laughs> if that was actually true or if that's just a thing I saw on one of Q-bone the Pokemon taken Go subreddits that was unsubstantiated, but... I didn't really notice that. So that's why I say that with hesitation, although um, I wasn't I don't think I was walking. I might not just not have walked past. Now, I mean, I saw a lot of Cubone, but I didn't like I, I guess I have really no evidence because I don't think I actually went to any nest that day. But I mean, I went to a nest today, a Voltorb nest, and there were a bunch of Voltorb there. So if it did happen, that was fixed promptly. So, yeah, I think other than that small thing, I think everyone was pretty happy with it.
0: It yeah, seemed to like a cool update overall. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I have a coworker who plays uh, Pokemon Go all day at work and literally leaves her phone open in meetings with Pokemon Go running. Huh?
0: I mean, I guess you could always have it running if you had the Pokemon Go Plus thing, too. Might be more battery efficient for her to maybe purchase that.
1: Meh, not the kind of person that's going to be wearing a Pokemon Go Plus.
0: All right, you know, to each their own. <laughs> Uh, Before our big news here, just a reminder that we're not going to talk about anything in regards to the leak in this new segment. We're only talking about the Pokemon that TCPI officially revealed. So if you're worried about, you know, the other X amount of Pokemon they haven't shown yet, we did talk about those last episode after the credits. We just gave our first impressions on those Pokemon I know there's a bunch of stuff that was leaked that we haven't talked about yet. You know, we're getting more details as we get closer. So sometimes, uh, or so in the future, if if they stop giving us news after news, we might be able to touch on those. But either we'll get to it eventually. Obviously, when when we play the games, but we're going to talk about the seven, technically the eight new Pokemon they showed here, uh, including the three final evolution starters. Before I get into that, just a quick reminder that we do have its super effective shirts up for sale they will ship and should arrive to you before pokemon sun and moon come out so if you're interested they're like 20 bucks uh i think there's there's also i think i know there's also a hoodie for like 32 or 32 dollars or something so if you, if you're interested in pokemon podcast merchandise uh, that's on our Twitter and our Facebook, and it's been posted in Slack, so just look for that. I like, I tweet it once a day from the at Pokemon podcast account, so that ends at Monday at like 3 p.m. Central Time, if you're interested in that. Uh, okay, let's talk about these
1: new Pokemon. You guys want to start with the, the starters? Well, I have to say something before we, we talk about the new Pokemon. Um I just want to say to all of our listeners who haven't been listening because they don't want anything about the games spoiled for them, they don't even want to know anything about the starters or even the officially released pokemon. Um you can't hear me right now. Okay, go on. <laughs> I, yeah, let's start with the starters.
0: Yeah, let's start with the starters. I had a listener here on Twitter tweet me the the breakdown. Well, how do you what happens when you break down a word the how many the Phonetic? The phonetic way to say it?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. broke it down phonetically. I saw that tweet.
0: Yeah. All right. So let me see if you guys agree with the phonetics here, and if I don't butcher this, we'll start with uh decidui? Yeah, no. decidu. Decidui. That's close enough.
1: Wait. Because oh, yeah. yeah. it's yeah, like a decid right. like a deciduous tree, a tree yeah, that but, loses right. its leaves. But but de decidui, not decidui.
2: Oh, okay. I would say decid Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Deciduous, yeah, that's right. Deciduous is a, so, yeah. is a so, form decidu- of tree. I... Mm-hmm. Is it a form of tree in Hawaii? A deciduous <laughs> is a
2: general term that refer. It's the opposite of evergreen. An evergreen tree keeps yeah, deci- its leaves forever.
1: Deciduous trees are all over the world. All everywhere. over the world. Yes.
0: Breaking news: Deciduous trees everywhere. It is a grass ghost type Pokemon. Evolves from Dartrix. It has the ability to Overgrow. Decidueye is the only Pokemon that can learn a new move, Spirit Shackle, which is a ghost type physical move that pre- prevents a Pokemon it hits from fleeing or switching out. The Arrow Quill Pokemon Decidueye is the fully evolved form of the Grass and Flying type first partner Pokemon Rowlet. Decidueye attacks with astonishing speed, plucking Arrow Quills from its wings to send them hurling towards its target with precise aim. This Pokemon is able to move about with completely masking its presence from others. Decidueye is the only Pokemon that can learn Spirit Shackle, uh, which we just talked about. Uh, All right, there you go. Uh, Travis, is Rowlet still your Pokemon of
2: choice? I'm still going to pick Rowlet. As I mentioned in the last episode where we talked about this Pokemon after the credits where we talked about Decidueye before we knew its name, I said that I didn't really love it.
0: I bet I know what convinced you a little bit. Do you think... Well, I mean, it's... it's. I bet when you saw the animation of, of Decidueye pulling down its hood, I bet that that yeah. little bit sold you. Yeah, that animation was cool. I, I, seeing it
2: animated helps a little bit. I I still am... I still feel like it's a very visually complicated pokemon and in an unnecessary my tongue. I still feel like it's a visually complicated pokemon in an unnecessary way. But I really like Rowlet and I really like Dartrix, So I'm I mean the it's 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 fine. I like uh Primarina or Primarina better, I think as a final evolution, but I like Rowlet and Dartrix so much I'm still going to pick them. I think the I think Spirit Shackle, that's what it's called, right? Yes. Is a really cool move in the in the way that it's a scary face on a stick in the same way that like Nuzzle is a Thunder Wave on a stick. I think that's I, I, I think those moves that sort of combine damaging effects with effects that were previously only attainable through non damaging moves are are cool when they're they have a relative pool of Pokemon that can learn them because it they can be pretty valuable. I don't know how valuable Spirit Shackle in particular would be, but it's theoretically cool. Uh, Will,
0: what are your thoughts on on this guy?
1: Well, I like I'm I'm really interested that this is the first time we've had a starter that gains ghost type. Yep. Which obviously I feel would be more appropriate for Croaky. Stop, but, please, please um, stop. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're getting it. We're getting it at this point. And, and that actually makes it somewhat interesting to me that it has the ghost type, because I am a fan of ghost type Pokemon. Um, and I also am, am intrigued that it's evolution. So it goes from from grass ground. Does it stay grass? Grass ground flying. No, no. Uh, yeah, uh, grass flying. Gra- wait.
0: Grass flying, oh, grass so flying, grass
1: ghost. Yeah, it never was ground, was it? Dang. Ground was
0: we were when we looked at the the hidden CSS on the Japanese Pokemon website, ground was the one of the PNGs that was hidden.
1: They tricked us again. <sighs> or they just well, have bad web
0: developers, who knows. <laughs> I don't think they intentionally hid maybe maybe they maybe they did.
1: So, hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah, and I agree kind of that it's a little overcomplicated. There's a lot going on in that design there.
0: Yeah. Do you think... I, I don't know. I don't think it's any more complicated than Torterra.
1: Uh, yeah, Torterra is a little too complicated of a design there. So, there you go.
0: Torterra. Yeah, Torterra has a lot going on. Yeah, I
2: like Torterra, but I can't really disagree that it has, this, has similar problems. I guess it just bothers me more here.
0: Now, I, I, I saw that Decidueye is based on a owl that is that was native to Hawaii but now is extinct is that what you guys heard as well I read that as well I don't remember the species name but I I did read that
2: which would explain the ghost typing if that is true
0: right and it looked like that owl was more between a Rowlet and Dartrix kind of look to it mm-hmm. so that's cool I'm sure I'm sure there's history there and I'm sure as 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 these games are out longer and exist more, we'll get more information about it and how it was made and why it was made. And, and, I mean, you can go to Bulbapedia right now and if you look at Gen 5 or Gen 6 Pokemon, there's not as much trivia or not as much detail about them as like a Gen 1 or 2 or 3 Pokemon just because they've been in existence longer. The second Pokemon, let's talk about Primarina. Prima Marina, yep, that's that's what, uh, shout out to A-Certified Penner, who did the phonetic stuff, but yeah, I think this was the easiest name for me to say prior to uh, the list of Pokemon they shown. Prima Marina is the water fairy type Pokemon, the evolution of Brony. Still <laughs> <Don't laughs> can't get that one, right? It bothers me every time. Oh, no, that's why I do it. Primarina is, is the only Pokemon that can learn a new move, Sparkling Era? Aria, Sparkling Aria, a water type move that heals burn from the target.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, uh,
0: does it deal damage as well? Um, let me read the description here. The soloist Pokemon Primarina is the fully evolved form of the water type first partner Pokemon Populio. As Primarina dances, it releases balloons of water and controls their movements using the sound waves from its voice. Primarina uses some of these balloons to jump on them and maneuver in battle whilst others explode when touched, which can trigger chained explosions. Primarina is the only Pokemon that can learn Sparkling, a new water type move that it, it says heals the burns of any target it strikes. So it's not clear. I wonder. Yeah.
1: They don't show the damage also when it uses that move in the video. So okay. I think they may be specifically hiding it.
2: I wonder if it's something like: is it Smelling Salt that cures sleep on the target and deals double damage if they are asleep mm. or or Hex? I guess is a similar. Well, yeah. No, t- well, Hex, Hex does
0: cure, but right, it does double yeah. if it's poisoned. But yeah,
2: I think it's smelling salt that deals double damage against a Pokemon that's sleeping, but cures their sleep. So I wonder if it's a situation like that, because otherwise it's just a it's just a worse heel, worse heel bell. <laughs> well, no, because you can't even use it on your partners unless it's a double battle. It's it's very, very strange unless it's something like smelling salts. So it must be like smelling salts.
1: Yeah, it's probably inclined towards, uh, what is the ability where you get stronger if you have a status condition, that one is called? Oh, like guts or quick feet? Or... Yeah, um, so like if somebody's yeah, holding the the burn inflictor just to get that, then it kind of turns that, shuts that down.
2: I suppose. Yeah. But then you would just use toxic orb.
1: Yeah, but didn't you have the a whole discussion of why Toxic Orb is right, not but, as good
2: as... But if, if like, Primarina were so good that people ran it to stop... I mean, not that even, like, Guts Pokemon aren't even really that unstoppable. Relevant. And if if they were, like, if, if they were so strong that you would need Primarina to check them, then you would take the small hit it would take to use Toxic Orb, even though it's slightly not optimal because it shuts down what would be your counter to it so like it wouldn't really have that strong an effect i'll take your word for it i mean it, yeah like like it, it would it would shut it down if it were if it were able to take out both burn and toxic i suppose but yeah but it doesn't so you just
0: switch to the other one <laughs> but travis you already said you liked you like this design a lot will what are what are your thoughts
1: uh, I like Primarina's design although once again overly complicated I think it's it's fun um, I don't think it's that
0: complicated
2: this one I don't have that same feeling about
1: with all the pearls and the dress and the I mean its ugh, dress is a just lot going on it's there. dress is
0: just blue with with like four spikes coming out of it and it's its headband is just one row of well, pearls with a seashell, well, but
1: it's like it's a headband and like a two veil, pearl hair ties, and like uh, yeah, like a little crown dealy going on, and frills all over the plate.
0: Mm. Hmm. Mm. Man, I Just feel give like me
1: a seal with a big cannon these, on his back. These,
0: these three Pokemon are definitely simpler than than these Tapu Pokemon that we're gonna get to. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're but they are complicated on
2: purpose because they're evoking totemic imagery which
1: well and also I because like of first. their z move they have to have a, a, a dealio that makes that for <laughs> sure sure we'll get yeah. there the final
0: pokemon here is incineroar fire dark pokemon incineroar is a fire dark type pokemon that evolves from horror cat which evolved from the starter Pokemon Litten. It has the ability Blaze. Incineroar is the only Pokemon that can do, learn a new move, Darkest Lariat, a dark type physical move that deals damage while ignoring the target's stat changes. That's always
1: fun. Yeah. Uh,
0: the description here from TCPI is the heal Pokemon. Incineroar is the fully evolved form of the first fire type. First, the fire type first partner Pokemon Litten as Incineroar's fighting spirit increases the flames it produces within its body burst from its navel and waistline. These flames resemble a championship belt, which it uses to unleash its moves. Incineroar is the only Pokemon that learns Darkest Lariat. All right. We already said all that. So. All right. What are your thoughts? Who do you want to go first? Travis.
2: Start it, off with you. It's a burning cat that wrestles. It's whatever. I, don't, I <laughs> still don't care about this entire line. You're not a cat person, right? I'm not. Well, I like cats. I really like cat, But like... I well, don't, I mean,
0: you like me out. So that, yeah, that was wrong right, for me to say. I,
2: I guess I just don't. I don't like the trend. I I never like the starter that's just... It's... I guess I typically don't like fire starters because they're always just it's this animal, but it's on fire this time. <laughs> like, like I feel like that was the and I mean, uh, granted, it gets more complicated when it evolves into the wrestler variant. But we've seen so many fire starters that are look physically imposing in like a in-your-face kind of way between this and Embor and typhlosion to some extent and you know like i have i feel like this is like no different than M4. you're you're burned like you're, you're basically... burned
0: out of fire precisely i have a lot to say about this pokemon i have a lot to say about all these i think but will what what is your thoughts on incineroar
1: well i appreciate the simplicity of its design but in watching the actual play footage, I don't like the way it moves. And I don't like its really, really big hands. They really disturb me. Matt has to grab it's, stuff. It's, yeah, but those hands are, like, so much bigger than they need to be for his tiny, tiny forearms. Oh, wow. It just puts me off. I have a freeze frame on my computer right now, and it's just literally just putting me off uh, looking at him. <laughs> um, I find it interesting that for... Like, with the fire types now, for the past three generations, we now have a, a circle going from fighting to psychic to dark. So they all have a, a tier of defeating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have that for the grass? No, because ghost doesn't do anything for fighting, does it? Dag. Well, fighting the only fighting can't hit ghosts yeah but that's right good. I mean we're talking but there's about no relationship there's no relationship between ghost and fairy either right yeah. yeah but for um for the water, we have at least fairy and dark, so we got that, but then gen five is just plain water water I don't think that
0: the the triad of those three really need to be complete rock paper hey. scissors. No, of like,
1: course not. But if you want to write trivia facts for Bulbapedia, you got to dig deep, buddy. <laughs> I think it's cool
0: when it happens. I don't. Yeah, but I don't uh, think it should be forced. Agreed.
2: But I, and I, I was actually talking to my significant yeah. I was talking to my significant other about this the other day. Well, not the other day. Whenever these were announced, about well, how many trio. Trio's of types are there that actually have that relationship that don't involve some involve something like Gen Six where it's sort of uneven because, well, no, G- Gen Six doesn't count because Greninja's just water. But like, um,
0: Greninja's water dark, does like, it not?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry. No, that cut out, s- cut out how dumb I am. But Gen Six doesn't count because Gen Six does count. It's like the perfect pairing. No, it's no, it doesn't because oh because no, no, because immune And well, Dark is immune, which gives Greninja a bit of an advantage over just the normal not very effective. Like, it's not perfect because they don't have all the same relationship to each other. Yeah, And there aren't really even that many examples of that. And when you do have them, it's, it's, it's weird stuff. Like, I forgot what one even was, but it was like Ground and...
0: Was that Gen 4 with Torterra, Empoleon, and... Infernape?
2: No, not Infernape. Yeah. You didn't have a you didn't have a perfect one there because Infernape's secondary type was fighting, which was super effective against Empoleon because it was part steel. Yep. So it sort of reversed the directionality of the cycle.
1: I need a mathematician to analyze the eighteen types we have now. How many? Seventeen, eighteen? Uh I think there's nineteen types. Nineteen. 19. No, I think it's eighteen. Is it eighteen? Yeah, right, eighteen. Times. Man, we're getting everything um, wrong. And I need them for them to calculate how many super effective triangles there are, squares, pentagons, and if it goes further into hexagon, and just give me a count of of each of those. Well, there's and definitely a description of what there's definitely the
0: triangle of fire, water, grass, and then there's the triangle okay, of that's
1: number one. Okay, let's there, go. Let's go.
0: There's the triangle of psychic fighting dark.
2: All right, two? Which, okay. which doesn't count because Dark is immune and they don't have a mutually equal relationship, but go on. <laughs>
1: what do you mean Dark is immune? Dark
2: is immune to Psychic.
1: Oh... Uh... Well, it's still super effective against psychic. I'm right. not looking the other direction. I'm just looking waterfall yeah, you're, down you're not, one you, way. I mean, you, like, so you're not talking perfect
2: triangles.
0: You're talking about uh, sure, okay, because Tri- triangles
1: <laughs> of super effectiveness. Is just, that's all okay. I care. Yeah,
0: about. you're just thinking of rock paper scissors, right? This one always beats this one. This one always beats that one. It doesn't need to go the other way. Sure. Yes.
1: Correct. I'm not overanalyzing in the Travis Wheeler style.
0: Does well it... then if you're, if
2: you're opening it that far Then you can do Poison Fairy Nope you can't never mind
1: I was gonna say, <laughs> Nope that doesn't work
0: Alright let's not dwell too much on that I do want to point out that there, The whole Boy toys girl toys you know Isn't going away anytime soon even though That is the world we don't want to live in Or that is the world some people don't want to live in But Incineroar to me screams the little boy Or little girl That loves fire trucks that loves the show Paw Patrol, which is very, very popular. And again... I'll take your word for it. I've never heard of this. Paw Patrol Patrol is this crazy phenomenon. Uh, It's like the replacement to Dora the Explorer. And I think Dora is still pretty popular. There's a lot of like nieces and nephews that when I go to people's houses, Paw Patrol is the, the show. And Prima... Pre Marina seems like the like the Cabbage Pack Kids or Barbie kind of mentality, which some little boys or some little girls might love, and I think that's cool. I think from I, I feel like that has to be somewhat intentional of we're gonna put these two Pokemon on shelves, and they're definitely gonna sell very respectively to the target audience we aim that to. And I don't think that uh, Decidueye fits that as well as those other two but i will say i think decidui fits with gen six gen six had this that had this theme of we have a mage we have a tank and we have a ninja and decidui feels like that archer that should have been in that D group going on their adventure
1: <laughs> well decidui is for all the little boys and girls who love hoodies that's true i <laughs> As a, as a hoodie lover
0: myself, I would love to get my hands on a Decidueye hoodie. And it's it's definitely not the first time Pokemon has has picked out specific Pokemon to market them in their respective in some some form of respective market where whether that's Lucario, whether that's Victini, whether that was supposed to be Zoroark, but didn't really follow through. And yeah, let's, I mean, let's
1: like, at least say that's an achievement that. They've come to recognize at this point that video games are not just for little boys.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. And the Tapu line has has some cool Pokemon that we're going to talk about. I do want to focus on Incineroar here, real quick, because I feel like we have the most to talk about in that one. I think the elephant. You would. And I think the elephant in the room right away is why, as this is a wrestler Pokemon, why is this not firefighting? And I think that clears up a lot about dark that's been talked about over the years. And there's still a lot of confusion regarding dark. And I think we all kind of mutually agree what dark type is and has been. But I think that dark has this dark as a type has this uh, first impression of being evil. And the opposite of evil would be like a light type, because light would triumph over dark. But in reality, Dark is the opposite of fighting. A fighting and fighting type Pokemon are Pokemon that fight with honor, that fight respectfully. Um, you see this in like the fighting dojo with Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Machamp, stuff like that. Dark is actually the opposite of that, where it's, it's Pokemon that will do anything to win, whether that's cheating, uh, whether that's pl- not playing fair. That's the same thing as cheating. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's trickery, right? In a way
2: that, I mean, it, there's some overlap there with ghost type as well, but it's it's like trickery or something sinister. It's not. It's not. I mean, the, quote it, unquote, I think it's not it, I evil. Think the, I think the I think the, the actual I think the Japanese word in that it's based on might actually translate to evil, but I think I don't really know that much about. Japanese, so I don't know if that's like a really right. like a that, good translation or not. But it's clear from their depictions of some of the Pokemon that it's not really like these are evil Pokemon yeah, or anything. A fantastic,
0: a fantastic example is Absol. Like Absol is yeah. a Dark type Pokemon. He, Absol is one of the Pokemon that are the least evil because Absol's whole Pokédex is it warns villages of natural disasters. That's not evil at all. if you look at the dark type move roster i was tweeted this to somebody who was again confused why incineroar would be a dark and not fighting but if you just look at dark type moves you have moves like thief torment foul play fake gears beat up nasty plot punishment sucker punch those aren't evil moves those are those are moves that are that that label a cheater or label somebody who doesn't play fair they label a heel (laughs) a heel yes and we've talked about wrestling on the show before travis actually made a heel joke a couple weeks ago but uh you
2: were really proud of me i was
0: i was super proud in the in the wrestling world the good guys are known as baby faces or just faces and the bad guys are known as heels and most of the time a lot of heels are popular and a lot of people like the heels, but it's not because they're bad. It's just because how they wrestle is is usually walks that line of cheating or, or doing what they can to win that wouldn't normally be uh, within the rules. And that is, you know, pretty much what Incineroar is kind of conveying that he or she is this wrestler Pokemon, but... They will play dirty in order to win, and that's where that Dark type comes from. They don't fight with honor like a Machamp or a Hitmonlee would. And I don't think, I don't think for a second that Pokemon just switched it to Dark because we, we didn't need another 20th fighting, f- firefighting starter. I don't think that at all. I think there was clear intentions with the design, with the description, and then with the typing that made Incineroar who they are.
1: Mm -hmm. So you guys have never heard the term heel outside of wrestling. I know
0: it comes from something before wrestling, but I I don't know if off the top of my head.
1: I just can't say that I have. Yeah, for me, I maybe it's because I like was around a lot of old people when I was younger. But that yeah, I've heard that term a lot, especially like when you're talking about dating and it was like, oh, I don't like that guy she's going with. He's a real heel. And I mean, for me, that was pretty common. And then, like, I just remember in the Slack that everybody was like, oh, "I've never heard that term before," and I was like, "Really?" I this, but then the dictionary says that it's outdated. So there you go, Will Anderson, outdated again.
0: Yeah, but it's cool that you can you can make a reference that it it does exist outside of wrestling. But it's it makes sense for them to use a wrestling term for a wrestling Pokemon with a. Type that matches both that term and style they're going for. I was just looking up
2: to see if I could find more instances of the usage you're talking about, Will. And it might be a regional thing. I'm seeing references to it as being an East Coast thing.
1: Oh, I'm from the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I looked up in the Japanese English dictionary the word Aku. And it translates as evil, harsh taste, lie, and that's L-Y-E, like the thing you use to dispose of bodies in your bathroom. Oh, puckery juice, to be less crowded, to be open, to become empty, wickedness. And then there's some compound words for uh, Aku, like Gen which means head gangster, like Giovanni. Kenaku, which is dangerous, uh... Another kenaku is gloomy, another kenaku is perilous, another kenaku is serious, and then zenaku is good and evil. So there you go. It could be all of those things. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that
2: while evil and apparently aku are both words that have a pretty wide range of different connotations, that they're connotations don't overlap one-to-one especially with those some of those first meanings you're reading well like uh, harsh taste and and like wickedness is kind of in evil in our word evil but not as it sounds that explicitly so i think it's just a matter of they're very similar words but some of the associations get lost between right. translation
1: yeah cult, cultural associations also the bad guy in Samurai Jack was named Aku that's all I have to continue <laughs> yeah to that's all I, that's all I got
2: when I was trying to search for it to figure out if we were right or not was just a lot of pictures from
0: Samurai Jack yeah yeah Because that's
1: an awesome cartoon <laughs> I mean I never it, really it, watched
0: it in the anime you have Pokemon like Weezing or Arbok on the bad guy team but they're not dark Pokemon and of course, later on, they do introduce Pokemon like Houndour or Houndoom and stuff, but there's still other Pokemon that are on the the bad guys team that don't just... They don't just give all the bad guys dark Pokemon. That just that's not how it works. The After I saw all these three in motion, after I saw the names, after I got the descriptions of uh, what they were going for, I do like these Pokemon a lot. I don't think... In our, in our Slack community where we're kind of debating out of the 21 starters which one is our least favorite and I said that mine would probably be the Chikorita line or the Meganium line out of, out of all 21 that would probably be the one that I think is the weakest uh, but I think overall though I think Gen 5 is kind of the weakest with Samurott and Embor and Oh, I love the Oshawa line uh, Samurad yeah, exactly. Samurad is such oh. a loss compared to Oshawat. If you want to talk about Pokemon that don't follow through and look like their final evolution, it's Oshawat. It doesn't look like it's final evolution, but I mean, i I will
2: concede to the point that I mean, maybe there's something I'm sure someone could come on here and explain to me why it makes perfect sense if you know everything about. Well actually the the these two animals, while they're not related, have similar behavior and like I'm sure someone can make that argument. But but I but I mean I'll concede that they don't like it, it's a big jump from Dewott to Samurott. but that doesn't mean that all three of those Pokemon aren't really cool.
0: I mean I love Oshawat. Oshawat is my jam. I also love Tepig, but i Gen 5 to me has the biggest disconnect. Besides the the Snivy line, and I don't really get those disconnects with with these Gen Seven Pokemon, like to Populo to Primarina, that line is fully fleshed. You could-
2: rowlet it to Dartrix is is good, but Dartrix to Decidueye is still hurting me.
0: But it's still. You can still see it. Like, if you put those Pokemon, if you laid out, you know, 200 Pokemon and all three of them were there, you could kind of see the pattern. I don't know. But it takes
2: a more finely-toothed comb than it really should. (laughs) I
0: don't know if anyone's going to see the pattern between Oshawa and Samurott.
2: Fair, but I still think Samurott look, uh, in general, is as cooler than... (laughs) than Standalone Samurott is
0: is great. I just think that that disconnect is too big. And I, I'm also just not a fan of Embor. They, they just put a Donkey Kong barrel around him and called it a day.
1: Oh, how many times are you going to pull that old trope out of the closet? Uh, well, I, think, are I you, think
2: three episodes in a row. Are, um, are you, Froakie, uh... is, Froakie is the best starter.
0: <laughs> the, and that line, that line, again, I think is fully fleshed out. Very clear. But I'm very, I'm very happy with these Pokemon. I think they're great. I would not be disappointed picking any of the starters. I feel
2: litten might actually be the worst starter of all time
1: would what? you stop that is incorrect
0: yeah because it it it's obviously chikorita chikorita is cute though uh, uh litten is cute litten is pretty cute i don't i don't get like what is Chikorita's? what is like a a really it's like a
1: dinosaur I don't know it is, but i like it it's like a bad dinosaur <laughs> it's like a, a, a pair that's like running around <laughs> No, if we're talking dinosaurs,
0: Bulbasaur is already better. <laughs> Bad di- There's
2: an alternate universe where a certain website is instead called Bad Dinosaur, and you just <laughs> accidentally referenced something that our listeners should not discover. Uh, yep. As vague as I can with that joke, and yet specific enough that someone will get it.
0: Let's talk about the Tapus. We have Tapu Lili, Tapu Bulu, and Tapu Finny. Finny, Finny. I
2: don't have their names up, so I can't correct your pronunciation. I don't remember how they were all spelled.
1: Yeah, it's either Finny or, or or Finny.
0: Tapu, Lili is. So there are four major islands. We're not counting the man-made island in the center. These are the guardian deities of each island. So not only do we we see all four. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they're the the. the legendary dogs or legendary birds of, of this generation, and it's cool that they did four instead of three. I think that's cool. Tapu is a psychic fairy, uh, is the guardian of Akala Island. This Pokemon scatters glowing scales that have physical effects on others, providing uh, stimulation to their bodies and healing their illness or injuries. Tapu has the ability Psychic Surge, an ability that no other Pokemon previously had. With Psychic Surge, the field is turned into Psychic Terrain, which boosts the power of any Psychic type move used by any Pokemon on the ground and prevents and prevents them from being hit by priority moves.
1: Uh, can we go with Tapu Lele instead of Tapu Lili? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like Lele. it's like it's like Ukulele, the musical instrument, like a banjo. No, like an ukulele. Like a guitar. A little guitar. <laughs> and the, the name of it, ukulele, comes from the, the translation is jumping flea, because you move your fingers around quite quickly.
0: Oh, okay. On right. the
1: four strings. That's why we
0: have you here, Will.
1: Yes, my only use. <laughs> <laughs> Tapu Bulu.
0: We'll talk about it. Let me get through all these. We'll talk about them. Tapu Bulu is the grass fairy guardian of the Ula Ula Island. This Pokémon has the power to manipulate vegetation and cause it to grow. It can use this power to make its wooden horns change shape and grow larger. Tapu Bulu has the ability Grassy Surge, an ability no other Pokémon previously had. With Grassy Surge, the field is turned into Grassy Terrain, boosting the power of any grass-type moves used by the Pokémon on the ground and restoring a bit of HP to them each turn. It also halves the damage taken from the moves like Earthquake, Magnitude, and Bulldoze. And then finally we have Tapu Fini, which is a water fairy. Tapu Fini is the guardian deity of Pony Island. This Pokemon is able to attack by manipulating water. It does not like to... It does not like to risk being harmed during battle, so it creates a thick fog to disorient its opponents and lead them to their own destruction. Tapu Fini has the ability Misty Surge, an ability that no other Pokemon previously had. With Misty Surge, the field will be turned into Misty Terrain, having the damage done, having the damage taken by Pokemon on the ground from Dragon-type moves and preventing them from being afflicted with status conditions or confusion. And then, of course, there's Tapu Coco which is fire? Uh, electric fairy. Tapu Coco
2: is electric yeah. fairy. Oh. Yeah, cuz it has the same type of ability except for electric terrain.
0: Yep, electric surge. All right. Any thoughts on these guys? They all, I think yeah, they you all won't look be cool able to great. Use them
1: in competition. You don't think so? No.
0: I think they're designed the for competition.
1: I think Le- that they band, want band legendaries.
0: Mm-mm. I think that they want people to use these to change the field. Just like in the TCG, they have all those stadium cards. Like, I feel isn't like... The, isn't the rule... Is the rule set already out for... Uh,
2: it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think... I think so. I think it was So just... that might
1: actually not even be a question. Well, okay, so here's the thing. If they are banning specific Pokemon by name, they may not have put those in the rule set because they didn't want to... Well, sure release that information
0: so they don't but they don't always ban all legendaries yeah these aren't going to be banned i have the summary right here all battles must be played with pokemon sun moon pokemon sun moon all battles are played with either pokemon sun or pokemon moon they're double battles the only you can only use the alola region pokedex z crystals are allowed megastones are not allowed some legendary and some mythical pokemon are banned including Solgaleo, lunala and megirna 10 minute player time system i guarantee you you these pokemon are are not banned they probably want oh
1: how much you want to bet how much you want to bet
0: i will legitimately put ten dollars on this i will put ten dollars that these four pokemon will not be banned ten dollars they will be banned because because like terrak terrakian was wasn't banned
2: and then when gen 5 came out um because like they want people gosh, to use like zapdos was all over the place for a while they like, want people to yeah. use
0: these these field changing moves they want people to use trick room aren't there like two other field changing moves that no one ever used like trick room was the only one really used and there's i mean you got tailwind tail is relevant to some extent but um, i'm talking about changing the whole field
1: oh yeah yeah. no no. there's tons of moves like that because they already had wonder
0: um, room yeah well like wonder room is one and like no one ever uses those only trick room is used right
1: i mean i don't know i use some of those in competition in not big competitions magic room is another one no 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 he's because i'm saying like misty terrain or the one that uh the grass is it grassy terrain is the other one Those are, it's the same concept as those. So I've used those. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there was magic room, trick
0: room, wonder room. And now there's going to be electric surge, misty surge, grassy surge, and psychic surge. And all of
1: those
2: effects already existed, but the abilities to trigger them without having to use a move did not.
0: Right. And I bet that these rooms destroy other rooms. So if a trick rooms up, yeah, yeah. uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean that
2: is all. We could already figure out if that's the case just by playing like Gen Six because those effects already exist in the game. And I think, I think they, 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 yeah, yeah. I I just, I I just looked it up. I I just looked it up, and it says, "This is from Bulbapedia. Grassy terrain creates." terrain that envelops the field and replaces background environments and any other terrain that is already in effect and trick room would be considered terrain right I think it would be the background environment
0: yeah because trick room makes it like a grid yeah yeah and then wonder room is a grid too but it's like purple instead of blue Mm -hmm. I don't know specifically about the colors but you're probably right
2: (laughs) I like all these Pokemon though I'll, the only the only number that's worth looking at in a Pokemon battle, the only thing that, visual that's worth looking at in a Pokemon battle is the opponent's health bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so we got ten dollars on if these are being banned or not. You heard it here first. Let's talk about the Pokemon themselves, though. Do we like them? I really like the 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 bull one, the grass one. I like I like that one a lot. Before, when
2: Tapu Koko had been announced, I think I said I didn't really like it, but now that I've seen it in context with the other three, I really like this quadrilogy of Pokemon. I like Tapu Lele a lot.
1: Yeah, I think they all look fun. I like uh, the purple pointy unicorn. Uh, Finny? Fini The water one. Uh, yes, that one. The one that um, actually looks like a dolphin. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I like that one too. Uh, all the Guardian Deities can use a special Z-type move. Uh, guardian of Alola. When using the Z-type move, the Pokemon closes its shell. Uh, and a huge avatar appears from the ground to attack the opposing Pokemon, dealing damage equal to 75% of the target's remaining HP. So I think if you watch the trailers and you saw this, this giant yellow headless Goombie, uh Goombie, no, not Goombie, Goombie, Gumby,
1: Gumby, 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 Gumby,
2: <laughs> Gumby. I was wondering what you are That is a perfect, uh, uh, that is a perfect comparison. It looks exactly like Gumby. <laughs>
0: Headless Gumby comes out of the ground. The Guardian closes up, becomes the Gumby's head, and then your little trainer does like the 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 rock paper scissors animation into their hand, and at the same time, the Gumby smashes onto the other Pokemon.
1: I believe the Z move is called Guardian of Alola. Yeah, I said that. Okay, I didn't hear you say that.
0: So they all they all have the same Z move. Uh, it does seventy five percent damage. Based on the remaining HP, pretty useless, I think, after the first turn. like You would want to use this when that Pokemon has full health. My prediction is
2: that this will see absolutely no competitive use, because no one uses moves like Super Fang, which are slightly worse than this, and if you're talking about a move that you can only use once per battle, spending it on a move that has no possibility of being a one hit KO seems like kind of pointless. This is my guess. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe it might be relevant on a defensive Pokemon, I suppose. So if one of these tapus were extremely bulky, you might be justified in using a Z move because you can, soak up all, you can soak up just a bunch of hits and then all of a sudden in one attack deal 75% of your opponent. But, I
0: mean, even then, I'm not sure. Who knows? Uh, speaking of battles, though, somewhere in Alola, you'll find the Battle Tree, a place where trainers who have competed completed their island challenge It's a place where trainers have completed their island challenge or who are strong enough to have done so battle one another. You can scout out an opponent you've battled against so they can partner and fight alongside you in future battles. You may even see some familiar faces, including Trainers Red and Blue from the Kanto region.
1: That's very exciting.
0: I think it's kind of cool. Before, we can talk about that for a little bit. Let me just read this last paragraph of this press release here. In previous Pokemon Adventure series, the Pokemon League has always been the ultimate stage for battle. The Pokemon League housed the Elite Four for Pokemon trainers with powerful Pokemon partners and a champion who is who reigned as the region's top trainer all awaiting challengers in Alola in the Alola region there is no Pokemon League yet but it seems that there are plans to construct one at the peak of peak of a certain mountain after your major achievement in completing the island challenge will day the come will Will the day come when you also take on the Pokemon League to become a stronger Pokemon trainer? Question. I'm assuming that the fact that the Pokemon League hasn't been built yet when you start your journey is something to do with the story and w- when you get to the end game it will eventually be completed so you can go through it. Or and-
2: some sort of po- yeah, like you said like some sort of post game or doing this challenge on the mountain with all of the previous champions like maybe you construct your sort of custom pokemon league to run i don't know just speculation but that would be kind of cool
1: and can i also say uh it does quite put the lie to all the people who are like about the strange souvenir being some sort of indication of rumors about Alola and everything. Because what this tourist says is, wait till you meet our champion. He's something else. Or along those lines, well, there ain't no champion in Alola if they don't have a Pokemon League. So you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sure there they will just be. just take it all back. I'm sure there
0: will be a Pokemon League. And I'm sure there will be a champion of that Pokemon League.
1: But it doesn't exist yet.
0: So how could the tourist be talking about it three years ago? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm I am I I don't know. I'm assuming though that this this is a there's a story reason why the Pokemon League isn't done.
1: Well, here's what I know. I'm right. Everybody else was wrong. Y'all can write your cards of apology and send them to me. Thanks. <laughs> I don't or even Pokemon. remember if I don't I do not know whether or not that's something I claim.
2: I make so many claims on this show that then I just promptly forget that i have no idea if you're like sub-tweeting me right now or not
1: or no, if you're talking to like someone no, else no 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 it wasn't okay. you at all you it were not like it sounds like something i would it sounds like something i would say <laughs> i mean i don't even think you went after the strange souvenir in x and y i, I think out of the 3 of us i'm the only one who pursued that
0: probably probably right i I did basically everything in x and y there was a a listener, and my apologies for not knowing your Twitter handle, but they they were going through our the older episodes, which is very unfortunate. I don't suggest people listening to the first you know two hundred episodes <laughs> maybe maybe the first hundred <laughs> but they said they were on episode thirteen. And I think it might have been a a Christmas episode, if I remember right, or uh, maybe like a a wish list. And they said that I said that the thing I wanted the most was a place to transfer Pokemon to have them safe and then have that as a beacon to always like store Pokemon from all the generations over. And so I, I just thought that was funny that like, hey, I wanted Pokemon Bank for the longest time and now it happened. but. Speaking of memories, it seemed like yeah. Do you want a do you want a prize? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Uh, speaking of <laughs> uh, memories, here it seemed like a lot of people were excited that you know, Red and Blue uh, appeared at the end of these trailers. Red has a uh, has ninety six on its shirt. It's kind of hard to see because of its because of his bag, but it says ninety six. Oh, that's cool. Uh, a lot of people were really excited, and I'm. Uh, I guess I just don't know why. And let me let me preference like why are people excited maybe you guys can answer this. So I'm I'm asking this as as a open discussion here. Why are people excited for Red when technically you were Red. Right? Well, I, I guess yes. that might you might say that is why they're excited. But the trainer you fight isn't you. It's it's based off of Ash. What? Red no. is based off Ash. It ha- the, it has a Charizard no. and a Pikachu. It's based off no, Ash. No, no, no. I mean, it's more
2: closely based on the manga protagonist Red. If yeah. you're saying that 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 like Red's portrayal in Gold and Silver, for instance, that character's Pokemon is more based on the manga portrayal. Like it happens to coincide with Ash's Pokemon because. As, as you have pointed out in other episodes, Ash and Red are very similar. Ash and the two versions of Red are very similar characters. But I think it's clear that the video game and manga characters are even more closely linked than the anime
0: version. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and this isn't the first time Red has shown up in a game.
0: Oh, I know, I know, I know. Because Red is at the top of. The mountain Mount is silver. silver. Well,
1: you know, you know that now. You I know, know that, that now. Before. I do
0: know off Bulbapedia, Red's anime counterpart, introduced in the first episode, is the anime's main character, Ash Ketchum. Like Red, Ash is from Pallet Town on a journey to become a Pokemon master. Unlike Red, Ash's journey did not end with Kanto, and Ash continued through every other region introduced in the core series game, as well as the Orange uh, Archipelago south of Kanto, taking place. Of the player character of each Generation 2 during Johto and Generation 5 during Unova and being the anime counterpart. May Dawn and uh, Serena during Hoenn, Sinnoh, and Kalos Segas oh, joined by those three. Instead of starting with one of the three Kanto starters, however, Ash will start with Pikachu inspired by Pokemon Yellow's creation, as well as causing some to consider Ash and Red to be exactly the same person. Mostly, especially due to Red owning one as well. I'm not denying that Ash and Red
2: are similar characters, and that there's a like there's a sense in which they're all based on the same player experience of playing through the first game. but the like Red's Pokemon are a it's like a different it's more based on the like average players' experience of Gen One than it is, like the events of the anime. Because like in Gold and Silver,
0: he's well, I mean the, the, anime, starters, so, the that, so that Red's like... anime stops at the end of Kanto, which is you know Ash with Pikachu, Charizard, Snorlax. I can't remember the other three, but like that's where it's but, that, that's where it stops. And then after that, after that season of the anime, then Ash becomes. The quote-unquote silhouette for the other characters in Johto and in Sinnoh and Unova just re- restarts his story, which we've talked about before.
2: I don't really get what what that. I guess I don't I don't see how that relates to your your argument that the the character of Red in the game has has like no connection to the played experience of Gen 1 because that's how the game character red in silver onward or golden silver onward is is cuz like
0: red has an evolution right i know i'm not and- i'm not saying that i'm just, i'm saying it's weird you play as red and then red becomes its own character in silver and now becomes this this character that people are excited for it's not like i played wally like Wally existed alongside me, and that's why I'm more excited to see Wally. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I also agree that I'm not typically someone who likes the characters that are meant as player ciphers, like Link or you know, right. basically <laughs> any like silent protagonist characters. I find them very uninteresting. I I don't tend to be the type of person who um really associates with the player icon because i never feel like
0: cuz you want that to feel
2: like you i would say no like i don't i don't like personally ever really identify with my player avatar like in any game i i there, like a video game i mean people talk about how like video games provide such like freedom of choice and freedom of expression but i never feel like any character i've played in any video game acts in any way close to how i would act <laughs> in real life so it's very difficult for me to identify with the main character of a game even if i'm controlling them there's some exception where if you're talking about like first person games there's some caveats there because it because it so closely emulates the sensory experience but but like i don't identify with with red and so therefore i don't tend to like that archetype of character, but I also can comprehend that not everyone has that experience. A lot of people do feel like they can see themselves in the characters they play and feel like they can express themselves through their avatars and then therefore would enjoy seeing those avatars again. So, so I can
0: understand that even if I don't personally relate. I mean, I see myself, like when I play Pokemon, like, I see that as my, my journey going through. When I see again, I my, my initial question was I think it's weird that people are excited just for red. Now let me try to explain that. For a character like Blue, that is somebody you don't play. So that is your rival through and through. Smell you later, always beating you to every gym. I remember being, you know, a ten year old and and being so upset that like every gym I went to, I was like, I checked the board and it was like Current people who defeated the gym leader and it always would say Blue's name it was like when I get to a gym I'm going to be I'm going to beat Blue to this gym and of course spoilers that never happens Blue beats you at everything and so that character is very well defined throughout Red and Blue right like that doesn't no matter how many times you play Red and Blue that character is the same character so when you're playing through Red and Blue as quote-unquote Red, your experience is always so different. You are that character. So then in Silver, when they put Red at the top of the mountain, when they say that's you, one, it's disappoint- it would be very cool and impossible at, the, at that time with technology for that character to have the Pokemon that you had in Red and Blue. Right? But Red was technically you. So instead, Red is ash and i say that because no no no
2: no no, no, no. That, that's where i have to stop you because instead red is as close as they can get to a team that's going to feel like it was your team from gen one that is the purpose of putting red ha- having red have that team in gen two is that by having the three starter evolutions and evolution, um and you know a pikachu might be a nod to ash but more likely it's a nod to the the manga character of Red, and then the Snorlax is is to set is to like most people probably kept Snorlax because it was like a one-of-Pokemon that thought was cool. Most people probably kept their starter evolution till its final stage, and most people probably had an evolution. So, like you said, they didn't have the technology to completely tie the team to what you played. So instead, they gave Red a team that was close to the aggregate of what people's teams ended up being at the end of Gen 1, so that you feel like you're playing against your old team, even though they couldn't exactly do that. I don't think at all that the intention was to
1: emulate Ash, like yeah, to it, emulate it, the interpretation of the character. Not Nothing necessitates jumping to Ash from there.
0: What? It's, His hat, really... the way he's designed, the Pikachu, the fact he starts in Pallet Town, the fact that your rival's, that's because Ash is Grandpa? based on the character Red.
1: Exactly, exactly. But they're all the You're same. They're back- all the same You're character.
0: Looking- You're
2: looking at it backwards. Ash is an interpretation of Red, not the other way around. Exactly.
1: And and uh, to, to go back to the original thesis here, the reason that I saw a lot of excitement about people seeing Red in the game had nothing to do with being able to battle him. It's because more. he and Blue are dating. Well yes because he's grown up And everybody thinks he's hot And for why, number one Everybody please calm down It's a cartoon character Cartoon characters are not hot They are ink on paper And <laughs> y'all need to chill Thank you So and yes, on Mount Silver Red and, Red, and, Red and blue are dating That is true
0: On, on Mount Silver uh, In Golden Silver and Crystal Red has a Pikachu An Espeon A Snorlax A Venusaur A Charizard And a Blastoise and then in Heartgold Soul Silver, Pikachu, Lapras, Snorlax, Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise. Yes. So people know. And then uh, Red in Pokemon Stadium two has Meganium for Alligator, Typhlosion, Jolteon, Scizor, Tauros. And then Red in Pokemon Stadium two, the second challenge has Raikou, Entai, Suicune, Dragonite, Snorlax, and Espion. No, I just think it's weird that like the character you are, they now turned into a different character like they turned into a character with a personality even though you played for through that whole first game as that character I agree with I mean I am not disagreeing
2: with you on that point I also don't really have that much of affinity for characters that are purely ciphers for the audience that's why I don't like another game that I didn't bring up. That's why I don't like, I love Chrono Trigger. Chrono is not an interesting character to me, (laughs) Um, but I don't, it's, but I also understand that uh, even though I, I don't have that experience, I understand conceptually, like if you spend all of these hours feeling like you and this avatar are connected, that then you would have an affinity for, that character, even if it's then taken by someone else's hands, as long as it's somewhat consistent with right. how you would act, I guess. They, like, they I, haven't, I can understand that even if...
0: They haven't done this with other characters, though. I think the, the somebody on Twitter, again, said that in Silver, which is the first time you could play as a girl, right? Crystal. Yes. If you played as her... The... No,
2: crystal is, I, I mean, oh, sorry. Crystal, yeah, yes, and, crystal. And crystal
0: is the name of the character, right. but Crystal
2: is also the first game where you can play as a girl. Right.
0: Which is gold and silver. If you played as her, you would see that the boy's name is Ethan, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Right. So we've never seen somebody like Ethan, or we've never seen Xavier, or we've never seen I can't remember like these these names they give to the the player characters we never see them come back and apparently the actual player the girl player name in crystal is
2: chris i didn't remember that but and then it's crystal in the manga because it always is Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah you're right that those characters don't it is strange that red is the only character they've done that with but i but I can also understand that if people happen to like that character that they would happy be happy to see it again. I don't find that very strange
0: yeah no i i don't I get why they do it, yeah it's yeah, it's a weird choice that they
2: made that then has no they they never doubled down on that precedent, probably because the whole point of including red and in Gen two was for. I mean, nostalgia is probably the wrong word because it wasn't that long after. But for reasons of memory, and then it doesn't really make much sense to do that again because Red is always going to be that base memory for the majority of the fan base until it grows to the point where most players haven't played the original games. So it didn't really make sense to do that again. So it ends up being kind of weird, but yeah.
0: That's weird in itself, but I get it. Also, people are screaming probably at the microphone that Red and Ash are the same, are not the same people, but they are in the fact that they all stemmed from the same initial story.
2: They are multiple interpretations of the same base experience character. of playing Gen One, just, but they are just, they just are like different in, and they are slightly different interpretations, right, just like in Batman. I don't know where you're going with that, but sure, I'm sure I agree.
0: <laughs> there are a bajillion different types of Batman.: Oh, correct. Yep. But at the end of the day, it all came from one Batman. I, my only point when I say "ash and red on the same people is because any form of Batman is the same Batman. It is all Batman. It's just this Batman may be a little more gruffier, gruffier than that Batman.
2: Ash is just, this one comes from the universe where Superman was a communist for a while.
0: <laughs> this Batman has Robin. This Batman doesn't have Robin. This Batman is played by a weird actor. So yeah. So Ash is red, except what they've said time and time again is that story ended at the end of Canto, And now Ash is just this this tool that they use to reset the story every every season. And so no, like currently now they're not the same, but they were very similar when the anime first debuted.
1: They have yes. the same
0: source material.
1: Yes. Similar. Yes.
0: Glad we got that out of the way. I have nothing else to say. I'm 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 exhausted. You guys do this to me. We got two ev- uh, you do this to yourself. I do this please. to me. I do this to me. This is why these episodes are so long. I love. Uh, the I reason love the talking. So
2: long is because we have two episodes of Pokemon generations to talk about. I think about we and... can
0: get by them okay. <sighs> I think we can get through them. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. We'll talk about some generations, and then we'll wrap up with our Pokemon of the week. And we are back from our break. I'm going to talk about some Pokemon Generations. We got two episodes this week. Uh, we ended Hoenn, tied that up in a bow, and then we got our first episode from Sinnoh, which, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk about these. Uh, the first episode is called The Scoop. Uh, while the Hoenn region rejoices after Avoiding a meteorotic destruction, reporter Gabby and her cameraman Ty uncover the story of a lifetime. Gabby and Ty were actual characters in the game, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, there's always reporters in the game, so oh, yeah, yeah, and sure. they're always like a double battle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the, this episode opens with a meteor flying. Okay, the background stars that Generation has used throughout all their opening... This episode actually takes advantage with it. Starts with that background in space as we see a meteor coming, and we see Mega Requaza. Requaza, I'm sorry, proper Requaza pronunciation. We see Mega Requaza smash into it, and a camera that is recording it off a satellite uh, goes blank, and then pans to a Lunoon sniffing the air. Good old Gen Three action. Then we are at a space station here. And it cuts to Ty and Gabby hacking a computer trying to get some information. Then we get a flashback and we see the actual news station. One of my favorite, favorite things of of any Pokemon anime is seeing Pokemon, like, have jobs. I don't know why that's so satisfying, but to see, like... Uh a ninjas carrying some electrical wire and seeing a uh dustclops pushing a cart and then seeing a cast form near the weather desk. I think that's all I don't know why that like puts a smile on my face, but it does
1: yeah, and that cast form was real cute
0: i don't I don't know if there's a term for that of like Pokemon being used in
1: servitude <laughs> slavery no there's there's like, two terms for it right there
0: yeah, they're probably not collecting a paycheck. Uh, We see a loud red also carrying speakers. Gabby, as any reporter doing, says something corny along the lines of like, oh, we got to do this for the scoop. We got to do it for the BuzzFeed headline, guys. Like, this is going to get us the most.
2: (laughs) Is BuzzFeed the.
0: (laughs) The most retweets on Twitter. This this is going to get us more Facebook likes. We got to do this. I hope.
2: Steve, that you read other news sources other than BuzzFeed? I don't oh, read
1: yeah, he reads Huffington Post.
0: I don't read. Let me tell you what I read Lifehacker, I read The Verge, I read Polygon, I read Giant Bomb, and I read Reddit. Those are my sources of news. They're not clickbait enough.
2: Start down this road.
0: <laughs> uh, we go back to uh, some sweet computer hacking. We also see some, like, just some subtle things that I feel like they could have done in earlier episodes, but they missed the opportunity, maybe, or they didn't just think about it, or I'm assuming that most of these episodes have, like, different story writers and different... We definitely see different animation throughout the episodes, but we just see, like, little things, like the Rotom uh, design on his shirt. We see that Gabby has, like, a keychain with a little Pokemon hanging... I can't remember. It's a which... gulpin. gulpin. It's a yeah. Gulpin. Just, like, little things like that. Again... For me, it brings me into that world of, like, this would actually be a place I would want to be, a place I would want to live in. I don't know. I just think those little those little things are, are, are cool. Uh, we have the slowest data transfer in the world as she's trying to steal the video footage. Uh, some scientist gets a notification on his computer that something is getting stolen. That's how technology works, apparently. As the data transfer is transferring... Gabby decides to watch the video. We see the full video of a trainer in an astronaut suit riding Mega Rayquaza and blowing up the asteroid, or meteor, I'm sorry, looking like a bullet train in space, just going full full hog while towards what we end up seeing, which is Deoxys. And Deoxys is such a cool Pokemon. Yeah, it's real freaky, isn't it? I love everything about Deoxys. I don't know why. It's just like the way it moves, the way it transforms, the way it morphs. Like, it screams outer space.
1: And then yeah, Mega- it's
0: cool. Yeah. And Mega Rayquaza, you know, not so much screams outer space. Mega Rayquaza screams like Dungeons and Dragons, because it's a giant dragon, but uh, we see this battle between Mega Rikwaza and Deoxys, the trainer gets dropped off on a satellite, just kind of hangs out. Don't know
1: how the satellite has gravity, but you know, Pokemon world. Uh, no, he's got magnets on the bottom of his oh, astronaut boots that got it. help him to attach the solar panels. Uh, Deoxys
0: gets its like stomach blown off and then just repairs it. That's really cool. When when I talked about the Curium movie last week, on paper, not last week, like two three weeks ago, on paper, a fifteen minute Pokemon battle. Seems great. But that movie manages to make it the most boring Pokemon battle in the world. We get like a two-minute battle between Deoxys and Rayquaza, Mega Rayquaza, and I can't look away. It's just
1: so well done. Yeah, my only issue with the Rayquaza-Deoxys battle is uh, the camera angles. Like, how did they get so many camera angles (laughs) with nobody in outer space?
2: I do not want to hear your review of Chronicle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, um, I haven't seen Chronicle.
2: It's very good. Um, it, sh- sh- sure, I think it. I think this one is pretty visually striking. It's sort of like Baby's First Gurren Lagan. <laughs> Break that down for me. What does that mean? Gurren Lagann is an anime that I admittedly haven't seen. That's famous for like, uh, like space drills flying at each other in big, bright
1: lights and stuff. It, right. It's a giant robot cartoon. Okay. it's uh,
2: like, known for being like prettier than most giant robot cartoons.
0: Okay. Uh, let me let me finish off the last 50 seconds here. Uh, we see the trainer in the spacesuit through an ultra ball. They end up catching Deoxys. At that time, the video has finished transferring. Gabby and Ty are attempting to leave. They are stopped by the scientists with Three guards, I think. Three security guards. This is probably the weakest part of the episode where Gabby, like, tries to drop the flash drive in his hand but then throws it on the ground and then runs and picks it up when all she could have done is just run. Like, there was no need for that, like, slow drop throw on the ground. Like, it would have taken more effort and more of a risk to try to pick up a flash drive that you've thrown than just to run. And uh, it ends with the scientists saying that the world is not ready to know what Deoxys is. And that is your episode.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Except you don't understand how, like, the element of surprise can throw your opponent off balance. I mean, he wasn't the one that ended up running, though. Like, it was the three security guards. Yeah, but it gave her, like, a three second lead. Uh, mm, I don't. But also, for all of our budding. journalists out there who want to expose major corporations and everything that what you do is you keep if you're using usb keys to steal data have two usb keys that look exactly the same and just hand them the one that doesn't have the data you stole on it and then they think they got it and then they got it
2: did either of you get really mad when she didn't safely eject her
0: hardware
1: Uh, that's not so important <laughs> these days.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was probably... They were probably on, like, a Linux operating system. So, just like the Ho-Oh episode, Gabby and Ty are only used as a framing reference to really tell the story of the Pokemon. And mm-hmm. I th- think it does it better in my opinion, because it, there's just not this... When they do focus on Gabby and tai, it it... It just shows their character and it shows who they are and they don't spend, you know, 20 seconds on a walking animation like they did in the Ho-Oh episode. The conflict between... There was almost like a conflict that was solved. We see this battle between Mega Rayquaza and Deoxys. We see that a trainer is, is commanding that Mega Pokemon. We see the trainer catch Deoxys and then we're left with this uh, maybe maybe I don't know Hohen's story as well but do we know who the astronaut is or am I just clueless it's a player car-
2: the player character is that it's supposed Delta- to be you yeah it's yes. from the Delta episode in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire it's not in the original Ruby and Sapphire but in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire when you beat the game you go through a post game where you're going from city to city fighting team magma slash aqua people and you meet Character named Zinnia who tells you there's gonna be a meteor shower and everybody's gonna gonna die and it's gonna be real bad. Some says some throwaway line about a multiverse and then you capture Rayquaza. Rayquaza, you go into space to destroy the meteor to save the day.
0: Is and your player character wearing a spacesuit? I don't
2: remember. Then, surprise, surprise, inside the meteors, Deoxys. You have to fight Deoxys immediately after you get caught Mega Rayquaza.
0: Whoa! Spoiler. Okay. That's cool. How? But that didn't happen in the original games. You just caught Deoxys on your own. Correct. It's like they rewrote the story of Deoxys. Kind of what a remake does. Interesting. I, I like this episode. I liked it a lot.
2: I think it's very pretty. I, I don't have very strong feelings about it because I don't feel like I mean, like I've said before, I like when they make say something or make me feel something and this didn't other than Ooh.
0: Ah
1: Yeah, that's real cool. Real cool I don't know. I think
0: I think it told just I think it told a little bit more about Deoxys for those who may have never watched the anime or, or 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 the movies of just how like what Deoxys is. Again, I don't really care about
2: uh, information dumps about how Pokemon work either. <laughs> like, I can just—I I would rather just read a Pokédex.
1: Well, did you like this one? Yeah, I did because I think the battle was animated spectacularly and was beautiful to watch. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the biggest reveal about what Deoxys is was, oh, it's a Pokemon from outer space, which I'm sure most of the people didn't even pick up that that's like what the reporter was so excited about was like oh it's a pokemon but it's from outer space it's not from earth so there's life on other planets etc
0: yeah yeah well there's other there's other out of space pokemon but deoxys was like was deoxys the first this is outer space pokemon i know there was there's always like speculation that star me and star you came from outer space and stuff like that but
2: clefairy is supposedly from the moon right um But then yeah after that you also have Examples after that but yeah I think Like Behem and stuff but I think Deoxys is the first explicitly Space Pokemon as the space Virus that it is
0: Man he's so cool I mean that's one of my favorite movies too Is Destiny Deoxys Alright so let's talk about That might be the shortest we've spent on an episode Uh (laughs) Let's talk about Pokemon Generations episode 10 The Old Chateau This is your first episode that takes uh, That takes place in Sinnoh Late night a young traveler and her chancy lose their way in Eterna Forest. They soon stumble upon a house, but what waits inside? This is your this is this is your spooky Halloween episode, I guess. Obviously perfect timing here. Probably why they did two this week to make sure that this came out, you know, a couple days before Halloween. This one with as the clear clear somebody else animated it. It looks drastically different than the last couple, and I would say the other one that looks pretty different is the Ho'o one that we've talked about. I like this episode, but there's so much that could be cut, and I get why they keep it in, because this episode is designed to build tension. But we start with, do we know her name? Yeah, she's a character in Gen
2: Four. I don't remember what her name is, but you're with her in the forest, and right, it's a you always double battle, and she heals your Pokemon. Let me look it up. Yeah, just, I don't
0: remember. They say a young traveler in the description. So we they, we see her and Chansey walking through the forest. They discover the old chateau. They decide that they're going to camp there. Okay, so they walk in. They walk into this old house. They see uh, old-looking Sean Connery, <laughs> and uh, he offers them a place to stay. Travis, can you figure out her name? I'm
2: still looking. This is this is like a deep dive into because, right. like, what do you even
0: Google search for? But I'm figuring it out. I'll get there. Yeah, eternal forest. Yeah, start with the turn of forest. So, this in this episode, if if you weren't paying a close close enough attention, you do see like these shapes uh, that kind of go around the edges of the scenes that have uh, an opacity to them whether it's it's green or blue or red uh, definitely helps with the the feel they're trying to achieve but that's something to notice throughout her name is Cheryl they walk into the mansion they see a portrait of Sean Connery red eyes spooky you know stereotypical eyes on painting move they sit down to this huge feast and the they are eating nothing but they think they are eating all this food they think they're tasting it i think this it shows that one the house is haunted but two it is showing that affects both pokemon and humans and i think that's 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 the point they're trying to get across the more important
2: point is that the chancy is really cute and and, and like sings a little song <laughs> and
1: burps. What's really confusing to me though is the table like half of the table has actual food on it.
0: Yeah, and there like it is
1: empty. It... That was like completely visually unnecessary. It could have been a completely empty table. Agreed. I think it would have been much
2: more terrifying if they reacted like, "Whoa, this beautiful feast and there's nothing there," as opposed to specifically on their plates there's nothing. That's yeah. Weird. Like maybe they're trying to go for like a Pan's Labyrinth Echo with having some plates being filled with food. Like, but whatever.
1: Well, and also um, tip to our amigos out there listening. Uh, if you sit at somebody's dinner table and they're like, oh, yeah, come eat dinner. And they sit down and they don't eat anything. And they're giving you food. Do not eat. That food is poisoned. <laughs> that food is poisoned. And they're going to drug you. So just if if the dude is not eating, you don't eat. And you get up and you leave. Uh, so we see Cheryl
0: and Chancey eating nothing. I think the episode... Okay, so the part that makes this hard for me to watch, and I know it's intentional, is the sound of a fork and knife on glass, on glass dishes and on teeth. And I already hate that sound to begin with. Uh, and it's real disturbing. They did that 100% on purpose. Yep, and it works real well. You know, I didn't even notice it. That's funny. They are full and satisfied, even though they didn't eat anything. The, like Will said before, guy not eating, not a good sign. Sean Connery offers to show them to their room. Uh, he then melts into the floor, into a purple sludge. They freak out. Uh, and as you would. <laughs> as, as you would. Uh, a haunter appears behind them. I don't know if it's a haunter right away. No, it's like a cloud explosion. Yeah. uh, Which then turns into a haunter. That whole scene that I just described in 14 seconds took about two minutes in animation. Uh, They end up on a couch in an even spookier room. Uh, You can tell that they're fatigued, that they're exhausted. They don't know where they are. This room is a giant mess. Uh, Then they... See, They get a card. I don't know if the card says anything on it.
1: Oh, she reads it?
0: She reads it. I think there's a reference to Rotom in there. What? Yeah, I think people m- deciphered that there's a reference to Rotom on that card. Uh, they turn around. They see a ghost girl holding a stuffed bunnery. I don't know if it's a real bunnery or not. Bunnery. And then... Her face morphs in, not quite into a Pokemon, but Gengar-like, and they s- Gengar. Ah, it's like purple with like Gengar
1: teeth-ish. Oh, dude, I got Frostlass off that. Oh, did you?
0: All right, yeah. I didn't know Frostlass was that spooky.
2: I kind of just got generic ghost. Frostlass is supposed to be the a depiction of the like Japanese idea of the um, what are they called? Snow spirits or something that like yeah. that look like um. Beautiful women in snowstorms, and and then sort of almost like a Japanese version of the siren. Although I don't think it necessarily has the connotation that the
1: woman maybe more is of like a, a little wisp. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would drag you into the into a snowstorm. Yeah.
0: Right. So th- we we it ends scenes there. This is the same mansion, though. You do get Rotom in, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Okay. So I think it's a good episode. I think it it, it it has a purpose. Obviously, the purpose is to make you feel uneasy, to maybe make you feel a little creeped out. I think it achieves that. For me, it's a little hard to watch. I think that is the narrative, right? That's their, that's their goal. That's their intent with this episode. Yeah. So what happens to Cheryl and Chansey? Not really relevant. Obviously, I'm sure they, they get out fine. I just think the episode's too long for what it achieves, but I feel like I, yeah, I wouldn't cut that because that's that's the tension it needs.
2: It's a, it is a weird hodgepodge of sequences. Like It goes from spooky thing to spooky thing and has trouble connecting them in any meaningful way, I think. But each of the things are admirably spooky for a thing that's a children's program. <laughs>
1: Ah, this was not for children. No, no, no. Mm-mm. They, yeah,
2: it, I, I mean, it's Pokemon. So, like, Pokemon has hardly released anything that isn't for children.
0: I think there's, there's three big uneasy parts here. There's the, the eating nothing with the, the knife on plate with no food, which I hate that noise. There's the melting in the hallway with hotter showing up, and then there's the chick at the end. The only, the only bridge that they're using to connect those are just long, boring parts to build the tension back up again.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a creeping horror with bursts of non creeping horror.
0: <laughs> I think as a short, it's fine. I think that the timing was well. I think what they their intent was was fully realized. Uh, I don't uh, if if I'm on a you know, Friday night watching all the Generation episodes with friends, or I'm watching reruns of this, probably not an episode I'd, I'd watch over and over.
1: And maybe, maybe that's what they wanted. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know, it does, it. it serves its purpose. It's scary, it's Pokemon-related scary, it's fun, and it's done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah. Chansey looked real cute, Haunter looked real spooky. I can't complain with a good, scary haunter. I'm pretty sure there's a Rotom reference at the end, but, you know, I'm not too sure, so let's not dwell on that. Travis has, like, five minutes left before he has to jet? Yeah, just about. I don't want to keep you too long, so uh, why don't you just give us a moveset for our Pokemon of the Week, and then I'll let you sneak out of here, and Will and I can wrap up.
2: That sounds perfect. Thank you. So, like Steve said, I'm short on time, so I'm just going to pull the first set I see, which comes from Slack channel user Cross, whose set is Trevenant with a citrus berry because of its ability, which is harvest, which means that it has a 50% chance at the end of the turn to retrieve the berry that you ate if you already ate a berry, and that's very effective with Citrus Berry. The recommended EVs are 172 in HP, 132 in defense, 196 in special defense, which keys you into the fact that this is a very defensive Pokemon. Careful is going to be your nature. Your moveset is Substitute, Poison Jab, Will-O-Wisp, Horn Leech. Your goal here is to be as annoying and undefeatable as possible. You block status effects with Substitute. You deal some damage with Poison Jab. Uh, You also deal damage with Horn Leech, which also gets you HP back. And your main way of shutting down sweepers is with Will-O-Wisp, which shuts down physical sweepers and does some damage over time. And you're constantly, hopefully, if you're lucky enough, getting your Citrus Berry back and healing yourself up in addition to the healing you're getting from Horn Leech. It's your classic very annoying stally pokemon you run into some trouble because to really have that longevity you need to get low enough in your hp to eat your citrus berry in the first place which can kind of put you in a risky situation because a lot of the time if a pokemon is strong enough it'll just break through the healing you do so it's you know it's it's luck whether you get your citruses citrus berries back and it's matchups whether or not you're just going to be taken down in in too few hits to really have the stall be meaningful but in cases where you've whittled down the pokemon that can check it it can be an effective stalling pokemon did we
0: say it was trevenant i think we did (laughs) trevenant it is no i believe you said trevenant I
2: don't know that I did, so if not,
0: (laughs) surprise. (laughs) Okay, I gotta go. Thanks. All right. Bye, Travis. Bye,
1: Travis.
0: All right, so Trevident is the slender um, I was gonna say the slender brown tree Pokemon. It is the elder tree Pokemon. Generation six. When it's shiny, it is a white barked tree with Orange. 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 or Orangish, reddish leaves. Obviously, probably going for the whole, you know, leaves turn color with,
1: with seasons. Yeah, I have a shiny Trevenant I caught in the wild. It was sweet.
0: Shiny Trevenant's one of those shinies that make you really happy that shinies exist. And then you look at something like shiny Pikachu and you're like, this shiny doesn't do any anything justice. Because I'm pretty, pretty sure shiny Pikachu's just a slightly darker yellow. Trevenant is... Probably based on the Komada? Kodama? Kod, kodama. The spirits of trees that some, uh, sometimes inhabited old age trees. Its stripe like indentation on its body is very similar to the sh- Shinmanwa Shiminawa? Shiminawa? Shiminawa. Used to mark spiritual habitation, who are often seen tied around Komada. Uh, Kodama. Of course, Kodama. Spirits in Japanese folklore that inhabit trees. See here. It is also similar to other types of trees and natures, spirits, and deities, such
1: as dryads. Dryads? Dryads, correct. Dryads and naiads from ancient Greek mythology. Previdence, fierce protection
0: of the forest may be a reference to the Hamadryad, or it could ha- perhaps be a nod to the concept of protective sacred groves. Its single eye may be a possible reference to the Cyclops or a mountain-dwelling Yamarara. Its general body shape is based on the shape of a kanji, meaning wood or tree. Its shiny coloration is based on a birch tree, known for its gray and white bark, with its leaves representing the tr- a tree in autumn.
1: Yep. Birch trees are white.
0: I like Pokemon with a lot of origin story. I think
1: yeah, I just wish Trevenant was a better Pokemon.
0: Yeah. I think that's why I like uh Incinero- that's why I like Incineroar, because there's like a lot of lot of stuff they could have about that Pokemon, like right off the bat. Whether or not they elaborate on it is, you know, completely up to the the Pokemon company. Trevenant has a lot. Pokemon like Goldeen, probably not as much.
1: Well, I mean it's a goldfish.
0: Yeah. Has a horn? It certainly does. Certainly does. Uh, Yeah, I don't have anything else about Trevident. Like you said, it, it's, it's not very good. It has base stats 474, highest being in attack
1: at 110, lowest being speed and 56. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a ghost grass to use, um, go back last year to our Gorgeist episode and go with that. Now you guys know why we didn't do Gorgeist or Pumpkin Boo because we did it last
0: Halloween. Also, Trevident. Is ghost grass and deciduoi is grass Ghost. Have we discussed if the first type matters? Like, is there a difference in what sense? Is like, there been a... giving it more of a boost or something? Just in general, does, does ghost coming before grass or grass coming before ghosts matter at all? I don't think so.
1: Nah, I mean, not in terms of gameplay or anything. Right, like that, right, no. right. Yeah, C- categorization. I mean, somebody might say primary grass, primary ghost, but it, it really has it doesn't no add, functional importance. Right,
0: it doesn't, it doesn't affect anything there. Yeah, well, Travis is gone. You want to talk about anything else? <laughs>
1: no, no, just uh, thinking about getting ready for that marathon tomorrow. So Getting ready for that marathon. Uh, did you pre-order a Z-ring at all? No, 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 no. I'm 43 years old. I'm, it does something. Says, uh, it enhances your play for Sun and Moon. Yeah, by lighting up and and whirling around. Maybe somebody will get me one for Christmas, but I'm not buying one for myself.
0: I'll send one to you. I I, I have one on pre order. I don't know what it does, but I figured, uh, money's no good in the bank, so might as that well get a, true. Might very as well true. get a Z ring. <laughs> well, I think that's our show for you guys today. Uh, a little bit of house cleaning before we wrap up. If you haven't done so already, and you like the like the show, please leave us a review in iTunes. We're as of this recording, we're at 650 reviews. Be real great to get to 700 for the end of the year. So if you haven't done so only takes a second. I know iTunes is a real terrible program. used to be good. It's not, but uh, hop in there, leave us a review. It would be greatly appreciated. The other things are, we have a Slack community, which if you go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash It's Super Effective, uh, you can donate a dollar a month and get into our pay- into our Slack channel where it's like 180-some people chatting and hanging out and trading and battling. And I'm sure there's a... Is there a tournament going on right now, Will? Or one just ended, I know.
1: Uh, it's, they were doing a little cup, weren't they? Is that still going on? I think that just ended. Well, there's um, a channel in there called Goofy Tournament where they always have uh, like short-term tournaments with fun rules. So yeah, there's always a tournament going on.
0: So yeah, that 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 exists. And there's some other stuff on Patreon if you want to check that out. Uh, otherwise, I think that's it for house cleaning. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Will is at washing the Sink. Travis is at the Travis W on Twitter. I am at Dragging a Lake. Uh, we do plan on doing a, episodes, like mini episodes for Sun and Moon when it comes out, so we'll probably do like one episode per, well, usually it was one episode per gym, but there's no gyms in this game, so.
1: <laughs> oh, they've messed you up that way, they, haven't they? they?
0: They got me. They were, on to, they were on to my podcasting, so I'm not sure how we'll record it this time. I, I always want to record it in a way where you get something, but there's a, a specific po- like, the gyms was easy, because I could say, okay, second gym, and that's not going to spoil anything up to that point, where if I said, like, gym five, gym six, legendary encounter, gym seven, then you would know that, oh, the legendary Pokemon. I don't, I, I try not to be spoily in that aspect. Um, yeah. So, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to uh, break down those episodes, but we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. Uh, Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's it. Thank you all for listening if you made it this far in our episode. Greatly appreciated. Tell a friend. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast and we are
1: Super Mayonnaise Lovers.
0: you like motorcycles, card games, explosions, board games, Mexican food, video games, music, cats, the weird and the unusual, wrestling? Go check out hashtag drunk on Tacos over at drunkontacos.com or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash drunkontacos, or even on Instagram at at sign, because that's how Instagram works, like Twitter. Uh, Drunk on Tacos. All the same thing. Drunkontacos.com. If you like that stuff, they are a proud supporter of It's Super Effective, and we thank them for their patronage. Hey there, Pokemon Podcast listeners. Do any of you play Minecraft? Did you know that you can play Pokemon on Minecraft with a mod, Pixelmon? Join the Pixelmon server that cares about bringing you the best Pokemon experience out there at play.journeygaming.com. Journey Gaming has four different Pokemon servers themed after the regions Hoenn, Sinnoh, Kanto, and Johto. Check out their website at journeygaming.com or jump right into Pixelmon experience on their server at play.journeygaming.com.